0: Hello everybody and welcome to Nerd Outbreak. My name is Tim Rose and I'm accompanied by Michael Reichert. Today we are talking about the topic of entitlement. It was such a good conversation. We went so long that we actually split up into two different sections. Today we're going to talk about the good side of entitlement, the Daniel Bryans, the Samy Zanes. And how are you doing today, Michael? Blah. What? Awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's my turn now,
0: huh? <laughs> Alright, you want to go? Yeah. Want to say something?
1: Yeah, I'm well. Captain Thunder. Okay, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you something, brother, on why that's a good name, okay? Because it's a six and a quarter rating, alright? That's why. And I'm just going to have to... I'm sorry. To me, that rating system still stupid. I'm sorry. but uh, I'm sorry about that. No, Uh, If you do write the rating system, that's your fault and your problem. You have the right to be wrong. But anyway, on with the show.
0: I, throughout high school, I had every different haircut you could think of, every different color. I, at one point, did the faux hawk (laughs) in green, dyed my hair blonde, I dyed everything blonde. You sound like these are some wrestling gimmicks or some... Well, yeah, this is the thing. I dyed my hair blonde at one point. I wore a yellow shirt, uh, jean jacket, or jean jacket, leather... (laughs) (laughs) was I was Zach Morris. No, I wore a leather jacket... People would say that a lot. You just dye your hair for attention. I like looking at myself. Yeah, I like. I have a poster of myself about my (laughs) dog.
1: Oh, I do. I have a blow-up doll of myself next to me. (laughs) I'm just like, hello, gorgeous. And I'm
0: jealous of it. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: am. It looks better looking than the real me.
0: Okay, so we're going to talk about the big news that just broke today. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, Michael doesn't even know about it.
2: All right. Dude, the... The worst thing about it is me and Rance recorded last night to talk about, you know, the thing related to this. And the conversation is a lot different than it would be right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so the, the, the big news is while they were on tour, a bunch of the wrestlers got sick, including Roman Reigns. Okay. Now this pay per view was the the big pay per view where the shield actually comes back mm-hmm. for pay per view appearance. So it's all you know the shield, right? Oh shield coming yeah. back, okay. Yeah, so that was that big deal. Okay, the rest of the pay per view yes. Huge, pay-per-view. yeah. The so Roman Reigns gets sick. Okay. Top baby face of the whole company gets sick. <laughs> so do you remember when I was talking about the uh, the first podcast where in 2002, Brock Lesnar left, so they had nobody on top. Yeah. you remember what I talked about, how they had to bring back part-timers and legends? Mm-hmm. Okay, so replacing Roman Reigns is Kurt Angle.
2: Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I came back with a broken freaking neck! <laughs> <laughs> Hell. Oh. oh!
2: Yeah, Wait, it's, it action. definitely will. Like, like, you know, is he going to be the fall guy? Uh, is he going to be limited? You know, Will he just go balls out? Is he going to do a moonsault off the top of a ladder? What's going to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> well, we can all agree, whatever he's going to do, he's going to do it with a broken freaking neck. Okay, I'm yes. sorry, that's the last of that. I'm going to drive everyone nuts with that. That's, yeah. I think that's pretty cool.
0: I, I have a feeling that he'll be pretty limited in what he does. Um, well, because
1: of his age too. Probably. Well, his And he's age, been out of it for a but while. But the
0: reason why—do you, you know the reason why he was released from WWE? Uh-uh. He had a painkiller addiction because he uh-uh. was in so much freaking pain. Which I'll tell you, a lot of the wrestlers take painkillers. It's very common knowledge. So for them to actually point out Kurt Angle means that he was taking a shitload of painkillers. Yeah, <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: he takes three bottles every time.
0: He refused to rehab, so they let go of him. Mm -hmm. Well, then he goes to TNA, wrestles anyway, you know, taking a shitload of painkillers. You know he was. He leaves there, supposedly cleans up. I mean, I believe it, kind of. Even though though you watch his segments and he looks zoned out every segment with his mouth wide open. I I wish this was a visual because I would show you. He just stares like a dumbass out into the (laughs) the
2: field. Tim, Tim, have you seen Get Out? I, I haven't. He, he has. Oh damn it! Well, okay. Basically, what I'm gonna say is, and people that have seen it, uh, I don't. I don't want to spoil it if you do plan to see it, though. So stop me if you know you have intentions of seeing it. I think Michael's already told me, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, Mick Foley's brain is inhabited in, inside of Kurt Angle.
0: <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Angle just seems like he is one cushion concussion too many he is just zoned out it's it's pretty humorous but it seems like nobody ever talks about it but that's all i ever noticed is he's just staring off into space
2: <laughs> yeah you don't you don't hear about it a lot but yes it is very noticeable for, yeah. for sure
0: there was that promo between john cena and roman reigns where just kurt angles in the background just staring off into space for none no reason none. no he's just going Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just chilling. But he's a
2: legend, and he's coming back this Sunday. I still so. think
1: that's cool, though. Yeah, it is. That's cool.
2: It is. Uh, I wonder, though, like, and part of me thinks he might do a stretcher job or something, but yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I- I'm thinking a few clotheslines, a backdrop, and then he's
2: We're, done. But we
1: might, I think, I still think we'll see, you think we'll either see the angle slam or the ankle lock?
0: Oh, ankle lock for sure. There's no bump as Yeah. As that, so, Yeah. Hmm. That is interesting. I didn't think about that. That'll get a huge pop. The ankle lock. Yeah. And I'm it sure he'll sure take would. Strap, his his straps off. Like
1: yeah, when, I remember when, we do these, yeah, that's when you know enough. he's serious. Take some straps off and yeah, fucking twist that ankle. Yeah. Ugh. All
2: right. Yeah, oh the other thing we didn't talk about from TLC, if you don't mind me mentioning, uh Bray Wyatt uh can't compete and I know Michael may not know who Bray Wyatt is. Sounds familiar. But <laughs> But Bray Wyatt can't go against Finn Balor, uh, in the, the pay per view, so we won't get to see Sister Abigail and I am so heartbroken. Oh, but the okay. consolation Yeah <laughs> But the consolation is AJ Styles is replacing Bray Wyatt and we get, you know, those of us that are even halfway familiar with New Japan, we get the two former leaders of the Bullet Club against each other. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Let's
0: let's put this in perspective for Michael. Okay. <laughs> The Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt match. Bray Wyatt is the long hair, beard...
1: Oh, yeah, they did that... No, I like their intro. They came out with the whole lantern and everything. Yes, Yeah, that was a good
0: one. His move's called the Sister Abigail. He's constantly talking to this figure that doesn't exist. It's his little sister, I think, is what he goes after. Oh, God. So you know how Finn Balor dresses up as the demon, right? Okay, so to counter that, Bray Wyatt was dressing up as Sister Abigail. Oh, talking, I bet that was entertaining. Yeah, his hair goes over his face. He's got white, pale face, black everywhere, like outlining his face. I assume a dress.
2: Now, you I... would think so, yeah. The rumor is it's meningitis, and you know I don't wish yes. that on anyone. But uh, I mean, AJ Styles is certainly a bit of a make good to replace Bray Wyatt. I'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and they had to. They had to announce Kurt Angle. A lot of people were. Surprise they announced, and they thought maybe it would be a big surprise for the pay-per-view. But honestly, that pay-per-view, I mean, Finn Balor versus Sister Abigail. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a good—people weren't going to watch it if you didn't give them a big name. So when they found out Roman Reigns was gone, they announced Kurt Angle because they had to. If they didn't, it would have been pay-per-view suicide. Yeah. Nobody would tune in, exactly. and Kurt Angle would come out, and there's nobody there.
2: You say that, and to your point, I'm in multiple you know, wrestling-centric Facebook groups, and— mm. I've seen, you know, multiple people mention, like, you know, I wasn't going to the pay-per-view even though I was in town, Mm -hmm. and now that Kurt Angle's on the card, I just got my tickets this morning, or this afternoon, whatever the case may be. So, yeah. I'd like to watch it. You're absolutely right. Yep.
0: And, you know, a lot of people brought up the whole Matt Hardy, or the Hardy Boys (laughs) thing when they came out at WrestleMania, but that's that's not the same thing, because WrestleMania is a stacked card full of great matches. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to announce who was going to be the tag title match.
2: And also... WrestleMania sells itself at this juncture. I mean, right. you have people that buy tickets in November, right? Like to a point, like somewhere between like maybe like fifteen to twenty percent of your attendance is you know bought and paid for in November, right? So definitely a different situation there.
0: So speaking of WrestleMania, we're gonna we're gonna segue into the Daniel Bryan story, okay? Because I think. If I'm not mistaken, you and I see it two different ways. Is that is that pretty accurate? The the oh, whole I don't know what you're referring did the to. The fans put Daniel Bryan into the main event, or didn't they? Were the fans given what they wanted, or did the WWE tell us what we wanted?
2: Um, definitely somewhere in the middle, for yeah. sure. Like the fans do not have that type of power. Like if Vince McMahon or Creative or whoever wants something so bad, it doesn't matter what you say, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you'd mentioned before, you know, and you get to a point where your top heel's already getting booed because that's the desired reaction. And then the guy who's supposed to be the heroic or the returning hero is getting booed out of the building. Right. They had to do something, but at the same time, it was their decision to do something. So I would say, yes. I would say, you know, that fans can certainly sway creative in a certain direction if, you know, put, you know, if their back is absolutely put against a wall. But mostly, no. Like, if they want something done, it's going to happen no matter what you say about it.
0: And and as you said, WrestleMania sells itself. So when Batista came back and was booed and Orton came back and was booed, the fans told the WWE what they didn't want. So the WWE yes. threw in Daniel Bryan because he was obviously the top babyface regardless of what the WWE wanted. And it didn't matter if it was going to sell tickets or not. WrestleMania was already going to sell tickets. So that's why they, yeah. they just kind of threw him in there because why not at that point? So I, it was just a little bit of both. And uh, so yeah. we're going to talk about the parallels of Sammy Zayn. Okay? That was brought up recently on SmackDown, okay? Do you believe the parallels are the same, as he said in this promo?
2: Um, there are certain similarities there. Uh, as a, uh, well, Tim, you follow me on Twitter, so you know. I, I'm a bit of a Sami Zayn fan, as right. it were. Yeah. So, uh, and I was also a bit of a Daniel Bryan fan. I definitely see some similarities in there. And actually, as he had mentioned, he was not as overt as Daniel Bryan, you know, became. I mean, maybe he could have got there eventually, whatever. I think this heel turn is actually going to do it for him. But, um, I mean, yeah, there are some similarities there, but there's a lot more differences than people think, to be, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I, I feel like, and I don't know. Okay, okay, in your opinion, Michael,
0: what makes a good heel?
1: Good heel, I think the best heel I've seen was Edge. He was always, to me, the best heel, in my opinion.
0: Even over Triple H?
1: Ooh, Triple I uh, I don't know, I just, I felt like Edge put something out there, you know? Mm-hmm. I went to this, and I remember, I went to this event, non-televised, mm-hmm. okay, it was one of those non-televised, he still acted his character, mm-hmm. and the best thing I've seen him do was take crowd signs that they done spent their time to make, you yeah rip him up, or he'll do the classic where he blows <clears> them <throat> like a tissue and then throws them. He doesn't give them back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that that to me, you know, besides, you know, some of the antics back then in the Attitude Era, if you've seen a heel, you know...
0: So crowd interaction. I,
1: I feel like definitely crowd interaction. You know, yeah. maybe calling him out. You know, The Rock to me was always a good heel too, you know.
0: Right. So uh, I'll tell you this. Sami Zayn was a pretty lousy baby face. Nah, I don't mean that toward Sami Zayn himself. He had he was not given a gimmick. He was not given a character. He basically came out as the happy go lucky baby face. So pretty So weird.
1: you just threw him out there with Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. how they
0: started with Daniel Bryan as well. Yeah. You just sent him out they there as the happy go lucky baby face. Um yeah. he, he just turned heel recently, helped out Kevin Owens they're kind of oh, rehashing God. the Chris Jericho best friend angle. Not sure where this is yeah. going. Yeah, with Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin oh, Owens and Sammy yeah, Zayn. I, I remember. Yeah. yeah, you just made the list. Um, <laughs> but with Sami Zayn, his promo needed work, but was really good. His his thing right now is that he's almost socially awkward. His promo was that he was really selling it as a heel. Like you know Kevin Owens was an asshole, but he had to do it to make his career and when the fans would boo, he would just like <laughs> as they're booing them it was fantastic
2: to uh uh just contest Michael's point about what makes a good heel um and this is no disrespect, but for me personally, the best heels have a level of justification in what they are doing, and
0: yeah, yeah take true.
2: like if if you're watching in two thousand nine take c m Punk in the Jeff Hardy feud take Chris Jericho in his Shawn Michaels feud in 2008, Mm -hmm. take uh, Christian in 2011 against Randy Orton, they all had a level of justification. Now, Sami Zayn, his... Sami Zayn's heel turn, like, when you get down to brass tacks and you really think about it, all he did was pull a guy from a table and shove a ref. Yeah. That's it. And, and, I mean... And I will
0: say his turn was the pretty generic uh, the fans turned on me... Uh, storyline that happens a lot when somebody turns heel like I was the good guy but you didn't support me so now I'm the bad guy like the rock did but yep. it made sense in his situation hmm. and usually does when they do that storyline it makes sense but it really because Sammy's it, it, I think it's because they went a year or two too long with Sami Zayn, like not doing anything so it kind of makes sense in his situation where the WWE really did drag out his character a little bit too long so like I feel like they did that with Daniel Bryan too. Like they left him almost to drown if it wasn't for the fact that um, he himself started doing the yes and, and and no chance, That was all him. He he just did that one day. It was annoying. And it, w- that's what happened, right? He beat the Big Show, right? And he just went yes, yeah. yes, 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 <laughs> yes to celebrate his win. And I think he was supposed well, to be a baby face at the time, but it was well, so he obnoxious. Did, like, <laughs>
2: Well, he didn't even, like, really, like, beat Big Show. Like, he, like, cashed in his briefcase on him.
0: No, oh, is that what it was? Like, he just, yeah. he,
2: he literally, like, he literally just ran down. Oh, that's and right. Because Big
0: him. Show had a fight with Mark Henry? Yeah, And it yeah, was a total, Mark, like, disaster yeah. of a match. Was... Like, they were throw each other around. Dude, Daniel sneak... Bryan comes down at the last second while they're all, de- like, laid out. And, like, pins the big show. They're like, yes! Well, that's
1: everybody's <laughs> yes. strategy money
0: in the bank. You go cash yeah. it
1: in when they're down and out.
0: I'm kind of burnt out on the money in the bank, honestly. Yeah.
2: And I really yeah, think the Baron I, Corbin thing ruined it, so. I think the money in the bank could actually use, like, just a year off. Or maybe just do it biannually, but. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Okay, so, transitioning from that, let's go to Roman Reigns as an example. Okay, so. A lot of the fans don't believe he should be the top guy. In fact, you could hear it when he comes out. Yeah, no
1: one it, likes him. He
0: gets booed. And yet, top draw for ticket sales, top merchandise. And in fact, when he was withdrawn from the pay-per-view, they had to throw in a legend to replace him. So is he over? Did the fans get what they wanted? Because they're booing him. Do they actually really want Roman Reigns? And it's just fun to boo him. Like, what's the
2: situation? What do you believe? Man, the whole Roman Reigns thing is such a head scratcher, dude. Like it he's definitely, yeah, he, he is definitely over. Like I don't care what anyone says, he's over. Mm-hmm. If he was not over, he would come out to the ringside area. He would come out to the ring, and people wouldn't say a thing for him. They wouldn't boom. They wouldn't cheer him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Either way, you know, even if it is like a ninety to ten. If it's 90% booze, he's still getting, like, full interaction. You know, there's not yeah. noticeable – like, noticeable amounts of people that are not reacting for this guy. Yeah. Uh, the fans – I don't know, man. Like, I think – part of me thinks that, you know, the sect of fans that decide to boo him, like, me personally, I'm Roman neutral. So, so I think Goodness. that,
0: like, the casual fans like him. I think that's why he sells tickets. People that aren't yep. on the internet. Now, the internet wrestling circle, we call it the IWC wrestling community, but I, I would I would say it's the wrestling circle. It's its own little bubble. And those are the people that don't like Roman Reigns. That they don't make up as much of the population as they, they think they do. So when they say that we don't like Roman Reigns, what they really mean is this little tiny minority of people, but it's growing. And I thought like that's why you hear the boos. I think a portion of them are booing Roman Reigns because they're in that circle, and they really don't like him. And I think the other people are booing him because everybody else is, and it seems like a lot of fun. Because when he goes for his spear, and he does his ooh thing, everybody does it. Well, why are you doing it if you hate the guy? <laughs> right? But yeah. you're all doing it. So he is over, and he is liked. And it, it's just, it's so weird. I can't grasp why... He's getting booed despite being really liked. In the topic of entitlement, the fans feel like they should get what they want. Then you can go to any message board, Facebook, whatever. People are saying they don't like Roman Reigns. Why is Roman Reigns the top guy? And yet, he sells tickets. You know? You you talk about entitlement, Everyone's booing Roman Reigns. But I guarantee you, if he wasn't there, nobody would show up. It's really weird, because in that sense, also, the WWE told everybody that you like Roman Reigns. The WWE pushed him, shoved him down our throats. The, the inner circle, the internet community, knew what was going on, and we resisted it. But the WWE kept pushing, and eventually he did get over He is popular now, and we didn't want it, the minority of the IWC. We didn't want that. So when we're talking about entitlement... And whether or not we have the power or the WWE has the power, in that situation, it was completely the WWE. And the Daniel Bryan situation, I feel like it was the fans. So I feel like people want to have it black or white, where they think we control it. If we chant, you can't wrestle to gender Mahal, the WWE is going to just cancel the whole angle. And it all started with that Daniel Bryan angle. That's what, that's what started the entitlement thing. Was because they pushed the fact that we, as an audience, are what made Daniel Bryan in the main event. So now, we, now people genuinely think that they can interrupt matches, they can chant whatever they want, and they can talk shit on the internet. And the WWE is going to change it because they told us we have that ability, and you see it everywhere. People are, you know, it's like I said, people are saying we don't like Roman Reigns. Why is he on top? Because people like Roman Reigns. <laughs> I you, know, agree with that. you know, you, you have this sense of entitlement, but it doesn't, you know, the day doesn't belong to you. And uh, actually, I want to get your thoughts on that, Michael, because you are an outsider. What is your thoughts on Roman Reigns? Uh,
1: I Now, I did watch at the time when he did came in. Uh, I feel like, uh, like Caleb said, I was neutral about it. Uh, I had a handful of my friends after he done came on to his promo, just trash talking to him. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting uh i didn't see a problem with him i i mean i do agree i do think they did uh force down the throats a little bit Mm -hmm. pushing him way too much but to be honest i didn't have a problem with him i thought he was cool uh you know i was even surprised even with the rock coming out holding his hand Mm -hmm. he still got his ass booed yeah i was like damn they really don't (laughs) like you So, enough
0: to boo the Rock. Yeah, enough.
1: and the Rock even you can see him whispering to him. He's like, "Damn, yeah. like they, they, you know, he's yeah. shocked too that that didn't even help." And yeah. I'm just like, "I, I guess I never understood what they're like. Like we're all three agreeing on this. What's their problem?"
0: Yep. Yeah. Like, See, there you go. As an inside, as an outsider, not in the internet community, because Michael's not, and I want to reestablish that. He does not watch it. He does not go onto wrestling dirt sheets.
1: Oh, I can definitely assure you, I don't do none of that shit. He knows nothing about I, I the inside know of nothing the business. What's going on. He
0: likes Roman Reigns, and I feel like that's the majority of people that watch the WWE. Maybe not the people that buy the tickets, but it's definitely the people that are watching it at home. That would be the casual fan, right? They're not spending money to go to the pay uh, per views of the shows. But they're watching it on TV, unless it's Michael yeah. who doesn't watch it at all.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You're right, man. And to your point about casuals like Roman Reigns, I actually went to a house show in, in Tulsa, you know, about an hour where I'm from. And um, you know, that's one that's, – you're more prone to get families there. It's a smaller crowd. Tickets are cheaper. Mm-hmm. And ro- the main event was it was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins against Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, a raw house show at the time. Reigns and Rollins were the faces. Um, Anyway, we get to the finish. Rollins gets the hot tag to Roman. Roman, you know, comes in, house of fire, hits his spear. And when he hit that spear, you would have thought the Tulsa Golden Hurricane just won the national championship, man. (laughs) It's insane. So, yeah, definitely (laughs) to your point, yes, casuals love Roman Reigns. Um, You know, I kind of get where they're coming from, but at the same time, like, I'm not too, like – he doesn't make my toes twinkle. I'll put it that hey, way.
0: Hey, uh, No homo, the dude's gorgeous. I'm just going <laughs> to say, I'm just gonna say the, I mean, he looks like that guy that plays Aquaman. Like he's yeah, got he the, looks like yeah, Jason Momoa. He yeah. looks yep. like Jason Momoa, yeah. He's ridiculously good looking. I can see why they pushed him. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, we split this up into two. So you can listen to the next episode in just two more days. Please enjoy this one. Don't forget to share it and follow us on Twitter at Riker526 and at Tim Rose Tweeting.